For most of this year, the Federal Reserve has been predicting one thing about inflation, that it would go away. As the cost of cars, gas, flights, and furniture rose, and overall inflation ticked up from 2% to 4% to 5%, the Fed stuck to its guns. In statement after statement, the Fed repeated that inflation was transitory. Fed Chair Jerome Powell expects higher inflation will be transitory. 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 So they didn't see that lasting. But inflation hasn't gone away. Last month, it hit a 39-year high at 6.8%. People are paying more for essentials like food and clothing. Their paychecks don't go as far as they used to. And recently, the Fed signaled that it's changing up how it talks about inflation. The word transitory is on its way out. And that's raising questions about what's next for the economy and just how long it'll take to get inflation under control. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, December 14th. Coming up on the show, the Fed's shifting message on inflation. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. As inflation's ticked up this year, economists, investors, and policymakers have all been keeping a close eye on the Federal Reserve, the country's central bank. Because when it comes to inflation, the Fed wields huge power. It can rein in inflation by raising interest rates, or it can push it up by keeping interest rates low. But figuring out what the Fed plans to do about inflation can be tough, unless you speak Fed. Fed speak is jargon. Every field has their jargon, right? And so Fed speak is the way that people who follow the Fed closely can, you know, speak more glibly about whatever it is the Fed is doing. Luckily, our colleague Nick Timoros is fluent. And the crazy thing is that so much of Fed speak is identifying little tiny subtle changes in the way that the Fed chair or other top officials talk about what they're doing, that, you know, picking up on those things, a lot of times that's the news. One of those subtle word choices that made the news was the term transitory. Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, started using it early this year, including in an interview with Nick at a conference in March. Thank you to Chair Powell for spending time with us today. We're really excited to have you join us. It's great to be here, Nick. Back then, Powell was optimistic about the economy. Adults were getting vaccinated, businesses were reopening, and inflation was low. Powell told Nick that he expected inflation to pick back up, but that it shouldn't be a big deal. So right now, inflation is running below 2%, and it's done so since the pandemic arrived. We do expect that uh, as as the economy reopens and, and hopefully picks up, 
um, we'll see inflation move up. The real question is how large those effects will be and whether they will be sustained or more transitory. And I'll just Powell say, said, look, inflation's going to rise this year, but that's really a function of how when the pandemic hit last year and everybody stayed cooped up in their homes and didn't spend any money, prices went down. So just by standing still, just by the price levels, you know, going up just a very little bit this year, you knew that those 12-month price measurements were going to show an increase in inflation. Powell also said, you know, there was an expectation that as you reopened the economy, there would be some bottlenecks, but they expected that would be transitory. But you could see bottlenecks, you could see prices moving up. We're, we're inclined to see those as, as transient. Did you notice that word transitory when he said it? It was hard not to notice it. They said it so much, right? Transient, transitory, it became transitory. Really, you know, it referred to the idea of something that wouldn't go on forever. Transitory was reassuring. Yes, the Fed seemed to be saying there was inflation. Prices were higher. But that was because of temporary issues with the supply chain caused by the pandemic, meaning inflation would pass quickly. Or at least that's how people heard the word transitory. I think the problem with transitory was that to the public, it means this is something that will be over soon, right? And if you're living paycheck to paycheck and somebody's saying, well, this is going to be transitory, you think, all right, well, then maybe, you know, a month from now, I won't have to worry about this. To the Fed, it meant something different. It meant that inflation would subside largely of its own accord. In other words, Fed officials weren't exactly sure when higher inflation would go away. They were just confident that it would, and that it would go away without the Fed having to do anything, like raise interest rates. Part of the Fed's calculation was that the pandemic is something that's going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so if the higher prices we're seeing are resulting directly from that pandemic, then those higher prices will also have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And if you think that's going to happen relatively quickly, you don't change interest rate policy. At first, it seemed like the Fed might be right. As people returned to work and supply chain problems started to subside, it looked like inflation would tick back down. It looked transitory. But then Delta hit. The problem was once you had the Delta variant go around the world, you began to see these supply chain bottlenecks intensify a little bit. And so some of the relief that you thought you were going to get in prices didn't happen. The Fed also thought that the labor market, you might see more people come back to work after more generous unemployment benefits expired and as schools opened up, and that didn't happen. There were signs that maybe the pandemic was hitting the economy in ways that no one really fully understood or anticipated. By the end of the summer, inflation had risen to about 5%. And that would have big implications for how the Fed thought about and talked about the future of the economy. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. 
This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. Nick says that from the very beginning, the word transitory had its detractors. A number of Fed officials had been concerned about using the word transitory. They had said, well, we don't know that those shortages are going to go away immediately. So maybe we shouldn't call this transitory. And as the run of higher inflation numbers continued through the end of the summer and into the fall, you began to see more people saying, why are we using this word transitory, which is just confusing people? One Fed official making that point was Rafael Bostic. Bostic is the president of the Atlanta Fed, one of 12 regional Fed banks that are scattered around the country. And in October, he delivered a speech on the hot topic of the day, inflation. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be with you. As Rafael Bostic here is at a presentation at a think tank uh, based in Washington called the Peterson Institute for International Economics. It's a place where a lot of uh, Fed officials go to give a kind of a meaty speech on the economy like the one that he was about to deliver. Bostic was giving the speech virtually from the media studio at the Atlanta Fed. His message? Maybe the Fed should rethink its favorite buzzword, transitory. And to make that point, he brought a prop. Now you'll notice that I brought a prop to the lectern. And in case you can't see it clearly, it's a jar with the word transitory written on it. And he takes out this uh, glass swear jar. He says, you know, here at the Atlanta Fed, this has become transitory, has become a dirty word. Over the past few months, this has become something of a swear word to my staff and me. Say the word transitory, and you have to put a dollar in the jar. So then to make his point, he actually took a dollar out and put it into the swear jar when he used the word transitory. Now, my issue is not with the meaning of the word, but rather with using it to describe current inflation dynamics. Let me explain. The first definition... Bostick's beef with transitory wasn't that the word was wrong, exactly. He said he still expected inflation to fade along with the pandemic. But he said the pandemic and inflation were sticking around longer than the Fed had hoped. And soon, there was a sign that his colleagues at the Fed were also backing away from the word. The sign was a Fed statement. The Fed's Federal Open Market Committee meets throughout the year to discuss the economy and where to set interest rates. And at the end of each meeting, they put out a statement. And every word, every sentence in their policy statement is the product of extensive deliberations in the weeks leading up to the meeting and then in the two days over which they meet. So that's important context because nothing happens in the Fed statement by chance or by accident. These are all well-telegraphed and thought-through moves. Sounds kind of like the way we edit Wall Street Journal articles here. (laughs) Yeah, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) For most of this year, the Fed's usual statement has described inflation in exactly the same way. Literally, the same sentence appears month after month. Quote, 
Inflation has risen, largely reflecting transitory factors, end quote. But when the committee put out its November statement, something had changed. In November, they changed just a few words and they said, inflation largely reflects factors that are expected to be transitory. And that was it? Just expected to be transitory? Expected to be transitory, that's right. But that tiny change made the news. A little bit of change in the language here, reflecting, quote, factors that are expected to be transitory. They said basically that inflation is expected to be transitory. It sees inflation elevated, but expects it to be transitory. You could see them putting maybe a little bit more distance between their conviction around transitory. It might seem like a subtle change, but Nick says that the Fed tries to signal any shift in policy well before it happens. Whenever the Fed tightens policy, but especially when it does so without so much advanced warning, then there's a risk that things break in the market, and you don't know where that's going to happen. So the Fed drops hints on what it's about to do. For everyone who obsesses over what the Fed says, like economists, investors, journalists, expected to be was one of those hints. Backing away from transitory seemed to suggest that the Fed saw inflation as something that was going to stick around. And if inflation stuck around long enough, the Fed might be tempted to do something about it. It might raise interest rates. That possibility seemed even likelier by the end of November, when Powell started talking about transitory in more explicit terms. In testimony before Congress, Powell said, quote, it's probably a good time to retire that word. Did Powell, during his testimony, say that the Fed got it wrong, or just that, like, the situation had changed in the economy and he was just reacting to it? The Fed does not like to say that they got it wrong, and Powell came very close in that hearing. So I'd love to be able to blame our models, but it's a, it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools. Uh, and I'll tell you what I think we missed. And that, and when he said, what did we miss? We missed the fact that supply chains were as constrained as they were and that that was going to lead prices to go higher than they anticipated. We saw high demand coming. We saw some higher inflation coming. But what really, what really happened was this demand came and hit a, kind of a hard constraint in the form of these supply constraints. And that's not in the model. So, you know, we live and learn. And so there was a much greater degree of humility. Uh, and, you know, that, that's probably helpful for the Fed because they want to maintain their credibility. If the central bank isn't seen as credible, you know, in other countries, that's when you have problems. So having a little bit more humility, acknowledging that, you know, they, they might have gotten this wrong this year, it's actually a way for them to preserve their credibility. And, and maybe, you know, there's an argument for ripping off the Band-Aid hard all at once if you think you're going to have to make a shift like the one that they're contemplating now. The shift the Fed is contemplating now is toward raising interest rates. In other words, increasing the cost of borrowing money. That would raise the rates people pay for everything from mortgages to credit cards to car loans. And while that could help slow down inflation, it could also slow down economic growth. Which is why all eyes are on the Fed this week. Today and tomorrow, the Fed is holding its final meeting of the year. They're expected to talk about inflation and moves that could pave the way for the Fed to raise interest rates next year. And when the meeting wraps up, they'll release another one of their carefully crafted statements. Is there a new word that you will be watching out for? 
Well, the word that would get a lot of attention would be if they described inflation pressures as persistent or as, you know, potentially more persistent. Persistent is probably the inverse of transitory. And so it would be more alarming if the Fed began to describe high inflation as persistent because that's a state of affairs we were in once in the 1970s. Nobody wants to go back to that. How important are the Fed's words right now? Like, are we sort of at like a perilous communication moment for the Fed? I think it always probably feels that way to the Fed because if they say the wrong thing or if they get something wrong, it can have a reaction on the market. So to some extent, that's always true. But right now, there's a lot of uncertainty around the Fed's outlook, the Fed policy, and so their words matter even more right now. The Fed will release its statement on inflation tomorrow afternoon. That's all for today, Tuesday, December 14th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.